0: Welcome to the lowdown. We are live on sports 1440. Today's show. Canada is in the semis against Serbia on Friday at the men's basketball world cup. Slovenia once bitten twice. Shea as Shea Gilgis Alexander was actual fire today. 31 points in 36 minutes. I think seven defensive rebounds. They're good. You know, they've always been good, but they were wildly disappointing until this year. And now everybody's jumping on the bandwagon, and why not? Canadian men's, men's basketball is all the rage. We're at sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada, YouTube, and Facebook. As well, you can text or call us at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 1440 That's one 401 We're on Twitter at Low Tide. And at Declan Kruger, Kruger spelled differently than Chad Kruger, and when you get to Declan Kruger, K R U E G E R, is that correct? That's it. Okay. That's it.
1: Like I wish it was like Chad Kruger. I would have a little bit more clout in my but, family name, but unfortunately it's the it's the straight German spelling.
0: You do have a photograph? there when you go to your on your avatar with your Twitter handle uh, except the photograph looks like it's, you know, you were 12. No,
1: that was a couple of years ago. I just thought it was a good picture. You're just it's a, a young man as yeah, what you Yeah, I mean it's, it's a good facial shot. People get to see who I am so, you know, I thought I'd keep it up there. Maybe That's I'll fun. get some, maybe me and you can get some done. Uh, go, not a chance. We can book a photo studio and I'll, <laughs> I'll get some done. No. Uh,
0: the lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Wolf GMC Buick. Buick.com. Our guest today, Jerry Matajong, from the Edmonton Sun and the Edmonton Journal. He's so good, he has to be in both local major papers. Uh, And legendary actor Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed to one generation, Combat Carl to another. I've seen Toy Story one, two, three. I think there's a fourth. I haven't seen the fourth. Um, Maybe a thousand times. Probably my favorite animated movie series of all time. And that includes like the Bugs Bunny, which was a huge when I was a kid. Anyway, Apollo Creed Carl Weathers is coming to Edmonton in the middle of September for Edmonton Expo Comics and Entertainment. Um, people call it Comic-Con, but that's what it's there for. And we will definitely be talking to him about that and his CFL career, NFL career, and all the people he knows. I mean, he knows pretty much everybody in Hollywood. So we'll talk to him about that at one o'clock today. We will have NHL rumors. Uh, Nor Gregor's destination is known. We'll talk about that. Do you have anybody famous in your family? Like Jason Gregor's brother's son is in the National Hockey League. I have people who are infamous in my family. They're going to get out in before I'm dead. But you know, they're they're infamous in a different way uh, because they're in you know incarcerated. But what about you? Anything?
1: I don't have anyone famous in my family. I have a cousin who was a internationally ranked, uh, barrel racer for what it's worth, but I don't think. What's wrong with that? No, listen, nothing wrong with it, but I just don't think she's, uh, you know, I don't think she's too, too well known. She's no Carl Weathers. So we say.
0: (laughs) Well, make sure to tell her that at the next family reunion. Boy, you know, you'd think after your cheese episode yesterday, but no, you're right in there again firing.
1: Yeah. I know I don't I don't get off to very good foot on this show. I mean we're zero for two and we've only had two days, so you, you do the math on that one. It's not great. No, listen, love my listen, love barrel racing. Sure. She did well for herself, but uh, well, you, you know, I got to keep She's it a real.
0: Close relative of yours, and you think highly of her, and that's coming through the radio. No problem there. Uh, I mentioned at the top Canadian men's basketball, the big story today, winning again, uh, going to the semis uh, at the men's World Cup of uh, basketball. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, the most noticeable player on the court for me. Uh, and this Canadian team catching up and catching the imagination of the entire nation. Overdue, I think, for sure, because Canadians have been, been drafted high by NBA teams for years and years and years now. But in fairness, not all of them show up for this. So... This has been a really good showing by a very fine team, no matter what happens. At the very worst, they're going to be playing for bronze. That's a story we will follow right here on Sports 1440 on all the shows as we head into the weekend because it's ginormous. Uh, are the autos done with the PTOs? I heard Jason Greger yesterday mentioned in a very, you know, casual kind of way, you would not be surprised if they add another contract. And I thought Nolan Patrick, I wrote about Nolan Patrick in The Athletic today, about him being one of the possibilities. They need young players plug in place, even if they start in the uh, AHL. But I think Lane Peterson, who looks like he's going to be the number four center on the NHL roster to start the season, I think he was ticketed for the uh, Bakersfield Condors of the American League. So they could use somebody in there. If they could get Patrick signed and he shows enough, he didn't play last year, just like Brandon Sutter hasn't played the last two years. One of those guys can come in and do the job. I think Sutter might take a little time in the AHL. You know, those PTOs that you sign, you can extend them and they can go to the AHL for a while. That happened with Jason Demares a year ago. Something to keep in mind for Sutter because if he can cash, if, they can, if he can play, when he was playing and healthy, that's the kind of guy the Edmonton Oilers need right now on that fourth line to play with uh Matthias Janmark and Derek Ryan. So we've got lots to talk about today with regard to the Oilers. Uh, and your text, of course, welcome once again at 833-401-1440. I want to spend a little bit of time. We didn't spend really any time yesterday with the NFL. The new ownership of the Washington Commanders have had media avails, and they talked about basically the old name and what it meant, and they grew up with that. And that has started, as you would imagine, a a recall for, hey, you know, bring the name. It's never going to come back. I did like the Washington Football Club. That's a good name. And you could go like, you know, there's, I mean, there's the LSU Tigers, but you could go Tigers. That's a Detroit baseball team, but there's no NFL team with that name. I I, Washington's always had a problem because the basketball team used to be be called the Bullets, and now they're the Wizards. And that's really a wonky name. And then you've got Washington, who are the commanders, and nobody calls them that. I like Washington Football Club, but it's not great. Nothing is as bad as the Cleveland Guardians. Why didn't they call them the Spiders? I still don't understand that. Anyway, that's a story that you're going to be following for the rest of the week. I read this today. and I, I was shocked to my shoes. I fell over in my lounger. 73.5 million American adults will bet on the NFL this season. Seems a little high. Seems a little high. 73.5 million. Now, I, full disclosure, I do not bet on anything. I'm, I'm just not, you know, I'm not that guy. Uh, it's never appealed to me. And I'm, I'm really old fashioned, frugal people sometimes call it, but I just don't do that. But if I had any expertise, maybe I would. I just don't think there's 73.5 million American adults who are experts. Are you a big, do you, do you? Play the ponies or whatever you do. Uh, I like to dabble. You know. I don't play. I don't play the
1: horses too much, but uh, you know, I'll throw down the occasional uh, the occasional parlay, and especially with NFL season coming up, I'm sure sure my numbers are going to ramp up with the dollar spent. Uh, to what you said though, you said I'm sure 73.5 million Americans aren't experts. I can almost guarantee you you're correct on that. I think that's just <laughs> yeah. 73.5 million Americans <laughs> who like to gamble. Uh, but I, I fall I fall into that class. I like to throw a little down. It adds excitement to the game. There's an added uh, the games are already
0: so great. But it adds a little extra chutzpah to it. As a, a percentage, 73.5 million American adults who bet on the NFL this season. How much of this, how many have a system and how much of this is just asshattery? I would, okay, so I would
1: think 75% of them think they have a system, 25% shoot from the hip. Of the 75% who think they have a system, only probably 1% actually does.
0: See, I think you're, I, I, I mean, your numbers are probably very correct. I I, I want to know, and they could tell you, but they don't. I want to know how many bet beat the system annually. And if those bet are the same people every year. I don't know why I'm saying bet like it's some kind of new word nobody knows. But I am, and I'm apparently going to continue it. Do you have a World Series matchup yet? Do you have anybody do you, do you know who's going to be in the World? I do. I can tell you today. If you want to bet on it, be a bettor on baseball. It's the Astros and the Braves. I know. I know. You're like, "Thank you for that." Because nobody was betting the Braves would get there. But I just don't see anybody catching them. I just don't. You were mentioning earlier that you have you've already picked your final 4 for football for college football.
1: I have. I have a, well, I make a preseason top four every season, and college football at the top, top end, there's not too much parity, so it's pretty easy season after season when you see the recruiting classes and the and the big dollar coaches. It's pretty easy to uh, pick a staple for teams, but I do. Uh, for anyone who's interested, I have Georgia, Michigan, and Ohio State, both out of the Big Ten, and I have USC. I don't think the Pac-12 is going to cannibalize itself the way it has in past years. I think Caleb Williams is the best player in college football, and uh, I think he gets them there. Now, I think they lose to Georgia by about 25 points but they still get there so
0: where is stars fell on Alabama
1: well the thing with Alabama is they this is the first time. I mean they they had Tua and Bryce Young and Jalen Hurts now they got a guy named Jalen Milrow who's just not at the level Um, He's just not at the level that those other quarterbacks were, And they were predominantly the number one recruiting team in the SEC in the front seven, the offensive line, defensive line, and those three backers. Georgia has taken that away from them. So Georgia now is kind of the top dog in the SEC. They've taken recruits away from Alabama. And I don't think it's the fall of Alabama by by any stretch, and it never will be while Nick Saban is there. But they're just not going to be the program we've accustomed to see because of what Georgia's doing.
0: I I can never hate Alabama because of their nickname. Any team in the world that calls themselves the Crimson Tide... And every poet and every romantic has to be a fan of the, are you kidding me? Well, and the elephant is a
1: mascot. I mean, it's just, it's so classic. When you see that mascot running around at the home games in Tuscaloosa, it's
0: it's elephants and and romance, they just dovetail. Uh, A couple of baseball notes, Giancarlo Stanton hit his 400th home run. He's done it quietly. Can you riddle me this? Why does Aaron Boone have a job? Like I don't. If he wants to work at the Piggly Wiggly, that's fine. But why does he have the job he has now?
1: See, that's generally a question I would be. I would be coming to you for an answer for. for. Well, I don't have. I I would. I would love to hear you speculate on it because, much like you, I don't have an answer for you. No, it's bad news. Yes
0: okay uh a couple of things i do, i'm gonna do this from time to time it's twelve twelve you are listening to the lowdown with low tide on sports fourteen forty and we're brought to you by wolf g m c buick uh from time to time i'm gonna recommend things to you you don't have to i'm I'm not an aggressive recommender, but i think you should okay so there is one thing to read it's uh romana shelburne ramona shelburne from e s p n The article is called Promises, Sacrifices, and Betrayal Inside the Feud Between James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers. And that's from uh, Ramona Shelburne from ESPN. And I'm also going to recommend, and this is for Oiler fans, dropping the gloves, um, John Scott, the host, recently interviewed Niall Yakupov about what happened to him. He was super hyped. To get to the National Hockey League, and he opens up. It's apparently a brilliant interview. I've not listened to it yet, but I'm going to. He talks about his journey to the NHL, the pressure that came with being the number one overall pick, the culture and personality on the Oilers, why things didn't work in Edmonton, and uh, his response to, to negative reports. And he, he talks a lot about um, the talent in the locker room and the, the young players didn't know how to lead, which I'm sure everybody will embrace and there'll be good words coming from Taylor Hall and all of the group that was here at the time. But I'm going to listen to it later today and I recommend it for you as well because there was, here's my theory on that whole era. The Edmonton Oilers were not a mature organization. They were changing general managers and coaches every five minutes. And because of that, there was a lot of churn of young players, I'll give you an example. Timo Hardekinen was a, a pretty good size wise left winger for the Edmonton Oilers. He had a terrible run under Ralph Kruger just before another Kruger, uh, just before the um, just after the the lockout, and he didn't score. He came up and he just didn't score at all. And and uh, Craig McTavish sent him away. And then they hired, they, that summer they, they signed Yesa Yoonsu, who was well known to have a back problem, and he did, and he didn't play very much, so they cashed out Hardikainen, who ended up having a brilliant KHL career, and they brought in a guy who was gonna be hurt, and then he was. But that's what immature organizations do. They had a rookie GM. One of the smartest people on the planet is Greg McTavish, but he was new to the GM business, and he wanted to do what every GM does, which is move out all the the the, the junk and bring in his stuff. And that's what happened under McTier, and he, he actually was a very good drafting general manager. They picked up Darnell Nurse and Leon Drysaddle in consecutive years, but. The price you pay is you're throwing away guys like Hardikainen and others. So this is our show. On the way at 1 o'clock today, Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers. Can't wait to talk to him. He's in Edmonton mid-September. We'll tell you why. And next, Jerry Matajong for the Edmonton Sun and Journal. We're talking Trey Ford, Elks, and CFL. This is the Low Down with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Oh, yeah. Giddy up. I walked in the rain last night. I don't know whether you ever do that or not, but it was awesome. There was the that fresh rain smell, and there was just enough chill that you go, okay, it's fall and I love fall. Fall's my favorite season. I don't know why anybody would not love fall. The leaves are turning right now. There's the the sound of uh you know, skates cutting ice and pucks being passed from one stick to the other. Where I walk there's a rink, an outdoor rink, and the lights were on nobody was there. Sort of my life. (laughs) The lights were on, but nobody was home. And it felt good. It really did. I think we're, we're finally there. We're getting into the fall. We don't have a, a CFL, you know, divisional race to look forward to. But we're getting there with the local team. And we're joined now by our friend Jerry Matajong from the Edmonton Sun and the Edmonton Journal. Do you have to write for, for both or do you write one for one, one for another, or you just throw it at them and they do whatever they want?
2: you know what i i'm just I'm just happy they uh they keep me asking me to throw stuff at them I, whatever whatever they do however it works out uh man uh no shortage of uh, of things to write this year as you know boy it's been uh, it's been one for the ages hasn't it
0: it truly has and i and i like i was uh, when when chris jones came here i i I would joke about his glasses and he took the the sunglasses and the coaching staff uh with him to saskatchewan. But I believed that he would turn it around. I believed that, and he had a short off season the first year. This year looked like a complete tire fire. But when he drafted, when they drafted Trey Ford, they would talk about what a, an athlete he was. And look, they've lost games that they probably should have won, including this weekend. But at least you can see just a sliver of sunlight here when you're talking about the Elks and Trey Ford.
2: Oh, isn't isn't that the truth? If you know what. <laughs> If if I'm part of that that double e group, I'm I'm running out to every dealership around just trying to put uh, see if they'll put a sign up on on Commonwealth, right? Like let's let's celebrate this kid, Al. This is a, this is a Canadian quarterback, and, and sure we've we've seen some have some success. I mean, nobody has to be reminded of, of what Nathan Rourke did, but this Ford kid, man, coming up through the U Sports system, uh, I mean, you, you you hit the nail on the head when you said athlete. Uh, I I don't think we realize exactly uh you know the potential uh this kid has um you know uh, sure he, he can he can uh pound the ground for 135 yards uh and that was amazing and those are the arts that counted out i mean yeah. talk about them. he was zigzagging up and down it was it was phenomenal and frustrating for the stamps i mean sure they you know they they benefited from um you know changing some things up later on and and ford also i mean <laughs> the kid flat out ran out of gas at, at points, but uh man just, just uh looking at his short little uh sequences of work here this season in four games uh i i mean he's uh, he's leading the league in uh, rushing yards per carry uh at the same time he's uh, he's got the highest pass efficiency rating too so you know he's more than just a, a pair of legs Taking snaps it's uh it's actually been been pretty impressive and yes you know these two wins did come against kind of the the two teams scraping the bottom of the east division but uh let's not forget they were also up uh and pretty big too not just in this calgary game but uh you know Fort's uh inaugural start of the season here uh against winnipeg they're up 22 nothing and and yes you know it's still the edmonton elks so uh, i mean they're, they're always finding new and inventive ways to uh, uh not have things work out in their favor but uh Boy, it's certainly a far cry from, uh, you know, those two losses against BC where they failed to put up even, you know, a single point on the scoreboard. So what a wild year.
0: I want you to use that giant brain of yours, if you would, Jerry Matajong from the Edmonton Sun and Journal. And when I think of this kid and how he runs and what he does, I, I say to myself, okay. canadian quarterback uh i I can name jerry detilio and russ jackson but but it's not a lot and he's very mobile and suits uh mentioned doug flutie and i don't know where we want to go but when you're looking at this kid and how he can beat guys like professional football players by just changing direction in an absolute heartbeat but not losing momentum is there anybody he reminds you of or is he just unique
2: no, uh, and, and completely uh, from that track background as well. Just, just amazing athletes, uh, and 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 then to have a, you know, a football player uh, of a heart and and you know the, the brains to be a quarterback at the same time. It's 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 quite the package. Uh, I, I mean, who knows how how high this kid's ceiling is? Uh, also, uh, I mean, he showed you know just how durable he can be. That I mean, Calgary's not an easy place to play. I know they're having an off year as well. But let's just remember uh a season ago when he was a rookie coming off his uh his win in Hamilton in his first start ever. Uh he didn't even last through the first quarter against Dutchley. They knocked him right out of the game. Uh so he's he's really showing that, that durable side as well. Uh I talked to Jarius Jackson, the their uh quarterbacks coach of the Elks turn Offensive coordinator. At the same time, uh, Trey Ford was uh, kind of uh, pushed into the uh, the starting QB role here, and, and that's the same name he brought up with me. Uh, just Clutie, uh, mo- and mostly in his his, uh, his size as well. I mean, we're not talking about a, a quarterback over the six foot mark here. Um, and and you know, I mean, <laughs> lofty comparisons to to bring up a name like Clutie, but if there's somebody, uh, he's just kind of reminding. Uh, people about around here that's that's sort of been uh, the early on uh, comparison comparison
0: when i was watching the game on uh, on the weekend jerry on monday I, I just i don't remember a time when alberta teams were the giant pile of suck they are in the cfl <laughs> that they are this year this is re- unique right
2: right I, I mean you can go back to that 2021 uh season as well coming out of the uh, the covid cancellation uh, but I mean, there has to almost be an asterisk on that as well. I mean, Calgary was uh, was was certainly not near the top of the standings, and, and ended up uh, turning it around in, in the second half uh, of that season as well. But you're you're absolutely right, Al. I mean, what they had a, a handful of wins between them heading into Labor Day is, is uh, virtually unheard of. Uh, and and the only reason they now have six wins between them is because somebody had to win on Monday, right? So it it's um, certainly uh, uh, and, and, I mean, you look at it as well. Both of these teams have made, you know, changes at quarterback from uh, from kind of the, the old guard, if you will, uh, at the same time with, with Bo Levi not being around uh, down there anymore. Uh, and, of course, uh, Jake Mayer uh, was a rookie when uh, Edmonton first, uh, I, well, last one, the, uh, the last Labor Day Classic there, uh, back in 2021, uh, Jake had just... Uh, Kind of stepped in for bow on, on that occasion, and and uh, Trevor Harris was here with, with the Elks at that point, and and Edmonton won uh, a rare Labor Day Classic, uh, which stands as, as the last one in, uh, in I believe the last eleven times they played that game now, so it's a uh, it's not really one Edmonton's expected to win. So you know what, all all the credit to Ford and Company. um You know they didn't come out with the result they went in looking for, but. Uh, I mean, they're not just making games out of it. I mean, they're, they're pushing and, and, and challenging teams, and, and like, like we were talking about, them. I mean, that's a, that's a far cry from from they were, where they were over the first well, first third of the season.
0: Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's 1226. Our guest is Jerry Matajong from Edmonton Sun and Journal. I know it's too early to declare the Winnipeg Blue Bombers' dynasty dead, but there, there are some cracks, right? Like, this is, this is not the team of two years ago.
2: Yeah, you're not kidding. Now it's uh, it, you know what amazes me the most about Winnipeg. Yes, they've they've won back-to-back Great Cups, and yes, they've been to uh, you know three Great Cup finals in a row. How are they keeping this core together? Is my question. I mean, <laughs> you, you mentioned Chris Jones, you know, hoisting the cup back in 2015, and, and you know, nine days later, he's got almost his entire coaching staff with him, and, and they're wearing a, a completely different colored green after. You know, crossing that straw curtain over to Regina, it's <laughs> it's amazing how fast you know things can fall apart, uh, especially with, with all the success that that, uh, that teams can have. Uh, guys start thinking, "Man, I am uh, I am I'm worth more than this." And you know, even if it's just to, to test the market and see. But yeah, Winnipeg's kept it together. at At the same time, uh, I mean, you can't stop the march of time, and they're they're getting older. And uh, boy, you <laughs> you see a. Uh, you know, a team uh, come in here and, uh, and and lose to the Elks, uh, who hadn't won in in 13 games before that, and and then turn around the next week and, and beat Winnipeg. It's just, just uh, I, I mean, welcome to the CFL, right? Uh, yeah. I, I would have lost a farm if I was a betting guy.
0: Any other surprises for you? I mean, I know, like, the Argos are nine and one. That's a, that's yeah. a hell of a record. Uh, the, yeah. the Cats are four and seven. Rough Riders, I guess, at six and five might be a surprise. Anything that, that sort of stands out for you? Maybe the Lions? What's the big, that we haven't talked about? What's the big surprise for you?
2: Yeah, uh, the last couple of you mentioned, Saskatchewan for sure. I, I believe they've faked the way to to where they are in the standings right now. They should they should not have taken those two games over Edmonton. I mean, the first one, season opener, was by by one yard at the end of the game that Edmonton just could not get. Uh, the second time they played each other was, uh, if you remember, the the uh, one point. Left sitting yeah. in the end zone when uh, when
0: they kicked it over uh, 9 point play.
2: <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth. So, uh, I think Saskatchewan is uh, you know, they're playoff bound for sure. I think they're going to get a, a rude awakening uh and you know, unless unless Winnipeg pulls a Winnipeg as as we've seen them do, but uh boy, a surprising thing to me overall is uh the BC Lions just how they're able to to yeah. kind of keep uh doing what they do uh you know, even though this this Roark kids uh, testing it out down south. Uh, that speaks volumes to me about uh, Jordan Maxinic, a local a local product here who uh, didn't really play past the uh, the high school level, uh, has you know really quickly exploded into one of the uh, the preeminent offensive coordinators of, of the league, and, and it doesn't seem to to matter what quarterback he has.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a wild time. At the, at the beginning of the last two or three years, I I sort of make c- CFL notes, and one of them is they need. Quarterbacks who are going to be stars, and you mentioned Rourke, who you know became such a blazing star that he ended up leaving the league. But are we? Are we? I'm thinking about Saskatchewan with uh, Dola Dola Gala, and the, uh, um, I don't have his name right. Uh, but here with Trey Ford as well. Are, are we seeing yeah. the beginnings of that? Maybe, or am I just wishful thinking?
2: Yeah, yeah, I hope not. Uh, uh- Let's mention Crum in Ottawa as well. Fun guy to watch, yeah. and, and uh, gave them a spark, and and, and uh, you know a bit of a, a wild card edge with him too, and his legs. Uh, but uh, boy, that would be something if we're we're just starting to see uh, you know the, the the ground level of uh, of the next generation of, uh, of big time QBs.
0: So what's what's next here for the Elks? I mean, we're we're looking at the standings, and we know what it is, but. Is there something aside from watching Trey Ford when people go to the game? Uh, do, do, do wins do they matter at all? Like, could catching Calgary be a thing, or is this just playing out the string?
2: Yeah, I, you know, it, it doesn't feel like it. Uh, if it was, uh, if, if this team was all about that, I think we would have seen it long ago, Al. I think we would have seen it at, you know, zero and seven, zero and eight, and certainly zero and nine. What what team goes, you know, half a half a season without a single win? Uh, and then finds a way to, to kind of at least turn things around and, and get it pointed in the right direction. If not, if not necessarily moving that way all that fast. Uh, but you know, the the two games they've lost under Ford now. Um, I mean, they were up and they were up big, and uh, and they were up against the uh, Winnipeg before they <laughs> they kind of teetered off the top there. Um, it's something to watch, I'm sure. You can say they're building for next year, but uh, you know at least you're not going into Commonwealth and, and seeing yet another train wreck uh, of, of one of 22 in a row. I mean that's thankfully uh, they've, they've put that terrible uh, losing skid past them. Uh, it, it's it's uh, no longer a guaranteed win night for the opposition whenever they come into Commonwealth. So it's a uh, you know, the, the paper bags can at least come off, and, and that's saying something. Uh, the, the the turnaround that's been a long time coming has uh, has seemed to happen quick here, and I'm and, uh, just looking forward to seeing which way they go.
0: Jerry Matajong, thank you for this. Thanks a lot. All right, Jerry Matajong, Edmonton Sun and Journal, good guy, nice fellow. Could talk to him all day. He's very learned. Him and DVD are very bright guys like him. Hey, Al, did you bring your hate for the riders over to 1440? No, I can't. Um, my my the thing I did was I was always teasing Mrs. Lowtide about that, about the Rough Riders, and I can't do that anymore. And so, um, I mean, I'm not going to cheer for them, but I'm not going to cheer against them. And I I I actually give up. There's just too many Rough Rider fans in my life. I can't avoid or ignore them, um, and I, I'm I don't want to fight anymore. So I have. Uh, I've retired that line of thought, and I do think they've been a little bit lucky this year, but that's not a rage thing. That's just a thing. And I do like Jake Dolagala. Uh, I, I, I've seen him drop some passes into coverage that are high, high-quality passes, and I don't know what they're going to do. they got 500 guys on the uh, injured list, but this guy looks real, and sometimes in life it's not the guy you start with, but it's the guy you end with. And I think I think think Gala is going to send... I, they're going to make the playoffs. It's going to be a road game. But, I mean, I think I'm with Jerry Matajong. That I think they're going to have a real wake-up call with a playoff start. But they look good. They do. So good to hear your voice again, Al. Making me feel like I'm back home again. Jason and Chilliwack. It's a nice area and a great band. They are highly, highly underrated as a rock and roll band. May I recommend a book on the clock by Alan Mitchell? It's a book about the orders draft. Great. Can't recommend it enough from Lance. Lance, you'll always get on the show if you say that. It's available in fine stores. I ran out. Did I tell you? I had a couple of garage sales over the summer and I've run out. I gotta go order some more. So that was an investment that paid off. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tide, good to hear you again. Do you think Coach Jones has a bias unconscious or perhaps conscience, conscious against Canadian quarterbacks, especially those who come out of U Sports? No, I don't. I think if you listen to Jones talk, there, there's the, the, the desire to win. He would put a muskrat out there at quarterback if he thought they could win with that muskrat. I mean, I, he's, he's all in on winning. Among the, they all are, I remember talking to Hugh Campbell uh, while he was waiting to go out with John Short a thousand years ago, and Hugh Campbell was the same way they're they're just really intense. They work whatever you work in a day, they work double and double it again. Some of these people don't go home or if they do go home, it's just a shower. Like, I think the wife of a sports coach in professional sports, probably football being the ultimate example, it must be a great life because you'd never see your husband ever. You can do whatever you want. I mean, unless you really like your husband, which one assumes they do. All right. So we are going to do rumors, NHL rumors, in hour number two. We are also going to be talking to Apollo Creed. That's right. Cannot wait for this. Carl Weathers will join us at 1 o'clock. So next, more of your comments, more of your texts, and the number again, text or call one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 1440 That's one eight three 401 You're listening to The Lowdown, powered by Wolf GMC Buick on Sports 1440. We're back. We're live. And that is a good thing. I'm so happy to be here. People are texting us right now at one eight three three four oh one fourteen forty and say, Glad you're back. Well we are too. We're very happy to be back. On sports fourteen forty, Jason Gregor coming up at two o'clock today. He mentioned yesterday, and we will talk about it in our number two in our NHL rumors segment, that he would not be surprised. These coy insider people, you know. Like, can you imagine walking around talking to Jason all day and he'd just slide these things in? You know, I, he said, I wouldn't be surprised to see the owners out another contract. Vague, but enough that it piques your interest. So I wrote today on The Athletic about Nolan Patrick. I think he would be, a, a, what is available, unless you're going to sign Ethan Bear, who I think is a, would be a very fine option, right-handed defenseman. He's injured. Get it. Understand. There's some something on Patrick Kane as well, and the Boston Bruins made a really nice ad yesterday. This comes in via the Sports 1440 text line at one 401 I'm not sure why Coach Jones took so long to start Ford, though. He came in three games too late. After that atrocious game by Cornelius, he threw one of the worst interceptions for a touchdown ever, and they still started him in the next two or three games. This is Ford's team now, and he has to be the guy going forward. He will help fill seats. Exciting to watch. He's that new school dual-threat quarterback. Brings the same excitement Mahomes brings. You bet. That's what the CFL was built on. The CFL that I grew up with was built on that. Oh, sure, the guy looked like Tommy Wilkinson, but, man, those guys, they moved. They could ignore or get out of the way of those big defensive linemen. This guy is special, though. I mean, he makes people miss. And in the middle of the field, and he just does a a quick, you know, Almost like a dance move, and he's then he's flying again. He, he misses n- no, doesn't miss a step. He's got the torque. I like him. I think he's going to be a really great quarterback in the Canadian Football League for a long, long time. As to why Jones didn't didn't start him, I remember hearing something about injury, and he's not a big man. Madachon mentioned that that's going to be something you might have to deal with if you're the Edmonton Elks for the rest of his career. But he's a U Sports grad. He is a great athlete, and he should be here for years and years and years. This is manna from heaven. For an Elks organization, like, look, let's review here, folks. This has not been a good few years for this organization. And all of a sudden, bang, you've got the guy. You've got the sexy quarterback. You've got the young guy who can do stuff. They they can't blow this. And I don't think they will. Jones is a good good coach. And ordinarily, defensively, they're good. Look, they needed a first down or two in the second half against Calgary. And Calgary was fighting for their lives. And they got lucky a little bit. But Elks didn't close it. We absolutely can agree on that. I'm looking forward to the games. Awesome to hear you again, LT. My dad and I were mourning that we just lost a close family member after 1260 went off the air. You know, it's funny because radio is built on comfort, familiarity, and just being there. You know, so um, Rod Phillips, I worked with Rod Phillips in the mid to late 80s to the early 90s. And I know Rod Phillips' voice probably as well as Rod Phillips knows Rod Phillips' voice. So when I met him, it was the greatest thing ever. And then when he, he used to tell these fantastic jokes and you would laugh at them. And I loved that. But I, the connection I had with Rod Phillips as a fan was so big that when I met him, it just sort of continued. I never really did, you know, hang with <laughs> with Rod Phillips, but it was great, and I really, really did enjoy my time with him. Radio does that, where you you become sort of part of the furniture. Uh, you are in a comfort zone, but a nice part of the furniture, a part of the furniture you like, you know, like the ottoman. And that's what radio does. So we're delighted to be a part of that. And when it did go away, it hurt for sure. Certainly me and I know everybody else involved or we wouldn't be back here. It's good to be back. It really is. But as much as you like us being back, double it and double it again. It gives me a place to go. You know, and that (laughs) at my age is a big deal. Um, I'm so happy you guys are all back. My only beef is my radios at home. Don't pick up 1440. 1440. I can't get into my home and vehicle, but the signal is very weak. I- I'm going to tell you, I think it might be your radio because I have had no problem at all getting it. Comes in like hell won't have it, and but I am hearing people who have problems with it or a little bit of issues with it. You know that you can get it all kinds of places online, Sports 1440, iHeartRadio, Radio, Radio Player Canada. You just have to tell iHeartRadio Radio, what you want, and it shows up right. Like people were scrambling yesterday, but I, I, you were a big part of that, as I recall, Declan. You were out there leading the way, telling people how they could pick up on it.
1: I was. I had the sign and everything. I was driving down, honking my horn, getting the message out. Hopefully, so I did good. enough. I mean, so sounds good. like people are tuning in. Sounds like people are listening. So I think I did my job okay. You can be the judge of that, but. You guys asked, and uh, you know, like I said, I do what I'm told.
0: You delivered, and the, the people had questions over the podcast. It's going to be like an hour or so afterwards, or something like that. Is that fair?
1: Yeah. So, the, well, the uh, the system's a little bit different than we're used to. So the upload time takes a uh, takes a little bit more, but they will still be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, of course. You know, you can find them on Acast, so they will be up there. Uh, if the timing isn't what you're used to, we do apologize. It's a new system, uh, but yes, in layman's terms, the podcast will be out on all platforms.
0: Well, it's a, it's a brand new system and we're, we're getting used to it, but we are bringing it to you as quickly as we can. And we love the fact that there's so much interest. That is very helpful and we appreciate it. The owners could sign Nolan Patrick another right shot forward to a contract rather than a PTO. He could begin the season in Bakersfield on a conditioning scene. I'm glad you texted this because I think it's going to be important with Brandon Sutter. And here's why he's on a PTO. But if he shows enough, but isn't quite there yet because he hasn't played in a couple of years, I think they'll send him to Bakersfield. They did it with Jason Damaris a year ago. And then he signed, an I think, a PTO extension that went 25 games. Then he signed a contract, and he actually played in the NHL one game. So Sutter, even if he doesn't, you know, I think you have to clear waivers. Even if he signs an AHL contract, that doesn't mean he's gone forever. If he shows well enough, I think he'll be on the team this year. You're my lazy boy, <laughs> low tide. Well, that is the sweetest thing. <laughs> and I actually fit that description, too. Very good. How's Dave Jameson doing? Is he coming back? I have talked to Dave, texted Dave in the last while. He's doing fine. I don't know where he's going to land. I know he's a great guy. Um, I will tell you from a personal point of view, when my wife passed away, I missed a lot of time. I missed a lot of work. And then when I was there, a lot of the time, I wasn't really there. I was just a, a guy. And Dave and Matthew Owanick carried me for a long time, months. And so I, if you ever hear anybody attribute something negative about Dave Jamison or Matthew Owanick to my name, know it's a lie. I love those guys, and I always will. So anywhere I am, Dave Jamison is welcome, always. Matthew, as long as he's not talking about the Yankees, sure, Glad to you have you back, even if it's through static. <laughs> Are you doing something, Declan? I, I I keep hearing it clear as a bell. Oh, so. clear.
1: Well, I was going to say clear as a whistle. I don't know if that's a phrase, but uh, yeah, like you said, clear as a bell. Coming through great here. I know the signal's great in my car personally. So I listen. Like you said earlier, it could be a could be a radio problem for the for someone personally, but no, we're we're doing just fine over here.
0: Kevin and Cranbrook says Radio Canada app works great. Al, congrats on the new job. You quit talking analytics, right? From Wesley Snipes, actually, no, our first day, the Oilers hired an analytics guy. So I'm all in, baby. And we had Rachel Dory on yesterday. Had a lot of really positive feedback. I'm going to tell you about Rachel Dory. We're going to have her back again. There's good information there. Is it nice to see Tyler around the studio again? Yes, Tyler Uremchuk was here. I don't know where he is now, but he was here recently. He did, like today, a few minutes ago. And the only thing about it is what I asked when I came here, I said, I just need, you know, that sound that trucks make when you, when they back up, it's merp, merp, and you can tell that a truck is backing up and you become aware. Well, I've asked that for Yuramchuk and his feet and they have done that, uh, which is very kind. So I, I just know where he is and I don't have to worry about tripping and falling at my age. I'm not that far away from help and I've fallen and I, I can't get up. So I need to know these things.
1: Al, I just got to jump in really quickly and say if this whole radio thing doesn't work out, you have a career voicing trucks backing up because that was, that could not have been more on <laughs> did point. You, uh, did you like that, did It you? was pretty good. Like I said, if this whole thing doesn't work out, <laughs> you, you got to go, you got to go do that.
0: Well, that's very kind of you. I, you know, is, is it, is I, it lucrative? I couldn't let it go unsaid. Uh, listen,
1: I'm sure there's a market for it. Someone, if they hear that soundbite, someone somewhere will pay for it.
0: I, uh, when I wrote the book, people said, you know, I, I, I'm waiting for the book, can't find the book, where's the book? And I offered to drive over and read it to them. But it was an exorbitant cost and nobody took advantage. Maybe I maybe I should just offer to go over to their house and make sound effects. Like most people, I missed your program for three months. Got such a chuckle out of your social media when the old station shut down. You mentioned how it had been a very busy day and emotional for many people. Um and then you mentioned in an article you are working on five-on-five on five numbers. Uh, it was a tough day for many people. Really excited um, to have you part of the Stringray, singray family. Uh, and will you be bringing back Twang Tuesday? I'd love to. One happy boy, Nick in the truck. The great thing about it is they've got a, a library over at the CFCW side that is massive. And, you know, little did any of you know, I know country music backwards and sideways and up and down. So I'll be in there looking for the Leuven Brothers to scare the bad will scare the daylights out of you. I'll probably play the Amy Lou Harris version. But yeah, I'd love to do that. Twang Tuesday is a great idea. LT, is Jeff Jackson the missing ingredient to get the orders over the top? He might be. That's from Ontario Moms. He might be. Here's, here's what I will say to you. This is what I don't like about the orders. I'm pausing for effect. This is what I don't like about the orders. They never, ever, ever, ever do the complete look around. They never do that. They never did it before Daryl Cates, and they don't do it now. They just never have. Larry Gordon was the first general manager of the Orders when they were in the NHL. They went right to Glenn Sather, and that was a really good move. And that transition seems to have dictated what the Orders do for the rest of time. I would prefer that they do their due diligence Look at everybody on planet Earth who they feel like might be the guy and then hire the right person. All of that said, Jeff Jackson is really bona fide. The things that we taught, I, I wrote four million articles on analytics and about how I thought the Edmonton Oilers, although analytics in modern hockey terms, was born and nurtured on blogs that were devoted exclusively to the Edmonton Oilers, and the Edmonton Oilers actually did hire Tyler, Tyler once, they, they missed the boat, man, for a long time. But now, Jeff Jackson gets hired. A month later, they get an analytics guy. They're not done. They need to hire more people. But Brad Holland has done a really good job in pro scouting, and his interviews with Daniel Nugent Bowman at The Athletic over the last year or so really indicate he is steeped in that he knows that he knows what's coming out of the the data that they're no doubt farming and and finding the gems by the way daniel Nugent ballman may be on with us as early as next tuesday i've got to contact him i know he's i believe he's back in town he was out uh way out in eastern canada earlier this summer so we'll talk to him and we'll get him on to talk about all the changes that have gone on since he left including jeff jackson but yeah i think jeff jackson's the right guy. But a, a, just a little, because you know, media—we can't be happy with everything or anything. A niggly detail is: I would have liked to have them do the due diligence. I would like Darrell Cates to stand in front of a microphone and say, "We interviewed everybody, we talked to everybody," and then I think Edmonton Water fans could be secure in the knowledge because it—it it, business is 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 often an old boys network. And it's unwise. And if you work for a company who says, we've always done it this way, so that's why we're doing it, then just leave. Because you're doomed. You're doomed! I don't think the Edmonton auditors did that in this particular case. So when Lake Jay says he's tuned in and he's very happy, can you ask... Carl Weathers, what preparation he did for Arrested Development. Any stories working on that show? And if there's still uh, meat on the bone from Merrick, we will talk to him about his entire career and all the friends that he's made. And I was, I was talking to my kids about it, Carl Weathers coming on, and I, and I gave them my frame of reference. And, I mean, the guy's wildly famous for lots of reasons, but Apollo Creed is my, I guess, touch, touch point. But he was Combat Carl on Toy Story. And he's been in some brilliant stuff. So we'll talk to him about his career. We'll talk to him about why he's coming to Edmonton. We'll talk about that football career he had before he became so famous as Apollo Creed. Also, in our number two, NHL rumors. And there's lots of them, and you'll want to stay tuned for that. This is Low Tide, Low Down with Low Tide on Sports 1440. But first, a sports update brought to you by
1: Mishner Allen Auctioneering. Their next public-timed automotive RV auction is now open for bidding. Info at maauctions.com. If you were sleeping in Mystic, Canada knocked off Slovenia in the FIBA World Cup to advance to the semifinals, led by Shea Gilgis-Alexander's 31 points. They'll play Serbia in the semis Friday at 2.45 a.m., so set those alarms. U.S. Open action underway in the quarterfinals is Andre Rublev and Daniil Medvedev are currently battling it out for a spot in the semis. The score, Daniil Medvedev taking the first set 6-4, 1-1 in the second. In the women's side, Ariana Sabalenka won in straight sets, sets against Quinn one Zhang. And finally, the Blue Jays in action today against the Oakland Athletics. That game's going to tip off in a little over half an hour. Blue Jays currently half a game up on the Rangers for the last wildcard spot.